Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We hope you're doing well. Hope you had a fantastic Easter celebration last week. Thanks for tuning in as we dive into a new uh, two-week topic. But before we talk about what we're talking about, I'm talking about talking to James Ross. How you doing, buddy? So first things first, (laughs) is it last week or this week? Because Sunday was two days ago. You know, so that's this week, and it's the first day of the week according to the Bible. Oh, that's yeah. Well, you know, it's like we celebrated like all week long, like kind of looking forward from Palm Sunday. Do you say next Friday or this Friday in reference to the Friday that's coming up? I would say this coming Friday. (laughs) Yeah, it's this This Friday. Friday. If I said next Next Friday, Friday, I'm talking about the next Friday. But then some people think that means like the literal next time there's a Friday. Yeah, so maybe I should say, we hope that you had a great Easter celebration, full stop. (laughs) (laughs) My week is going great. Um, I'm actually in Louisville this week for a conference, and uh, so... um, this is pre-recorded. Yes. Uh, but but how I, I, are you here? I imagine Easter was a fantastic celebration. That's right. Uh, as it has been uh, every year, I've had the opportunity to celebrate with this church family, and uh, Jesus is still alive. So, mm. yeah, we're excited in the coming weeks of new people uh, connecting to our church and yes. getting plugged in and asking questions and seeing people come to know Christ. We really expect that, and um, our family is uh, doing well. I think uh, kind of in that transition of spring to summer— we don't have high schoolers yet, so this isn't like an unbelievably wild time for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it still is. It's always wild with as yeah. many kids as we have. It is. It's all. There's always something. There's always someone who needs something. And I think you know, as we are, the, I, this is like the home stretch of the school year where we're just like, as parents, we're like, kind of done. Like, yeah, just get your work done, kid. Do it. <laughs> Do yeah, it all. Right. Don't give me back talk. Just do it. Mm. And there. Why do you have like a New Jersey accent when you, you know? Start because I feel like it's a little more aggressive. Yeah. Uh, Don't give me know. any back talk. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Speaking of back talk, uh, we yeah, are. Hey, that's so a, today, that's the title of this podcast. <laughs> back talk, talk back. Um, no more boggy talk. We back talk. Are, that's ooh, that would be good. I bet yeah. people would start back talking. They would more and more. Um, but hey, but this if y'all talked back on a week, Sunday, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, a little more of that would be. Yeah, awesome. it would be good. Give us talk back. Jesus alive, amen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he rose again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, But hey, so this week and next week, we're uh, taking uh, two weeks to talk about um, really just uh, some things going on in culture, some conversations that are certainly the topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, You know, just things you're hearing, things that are prominent in the news and the media. And we're going to talk about that this week and next week. This is a two-part series really talking about some of the cultural, I would say series, it's a two-week special edition, uh, really talking about... (laughs) 
every week's special. That's right. Um, some of the uh, cultural things going on, particularly uh, well, nationwide, but really centered around some things going on in the state of Florida, mm -hmm. uh, particularly with um, that uh, I guess have been highlighted because of a very pro, a high profile rodent that resides that <laughs> in, 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 calls the state in, of Florida home. Yes. And that would be the mouse. The mouse. mouse. Talking about Disney uh, in the, in weeks, uh, in the previous weeks, uh, you know, uh, I, how do I even? Yeah, give so the you, back you, ha you had the bill the that's bill called the, the don't, don't the say quote that's been gay called the don't bill. say gay bill, and then Disney that didn't really do anything at first, and then their employees raised ruckus, and so then they came out with a statement, and then that subsequently there were videos that came out of some of their staff uh, yeah. meeting, basically talking about their agenda, not just to be inclusive, but their agenda to insert, uh, quote unquote, they, this is a quote from the video, to insert queerness in as much as they can. Right. Uh, and, and really... What we're talking about this week and next week is what is the right response for the Christian? Is there a right response for the Christian? Uh, how do we navigate this as believers? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, how do we navigate this as families and have this conversation uh, with our families, with our children in in a culture where this is... Um, it saturates every part of our culture. So it's no no longer, uh, I think, you know, if this happened, um, it was just easier maybe 20, 30, 40, even 10 years ago to kind of just put your head in the sand and ignore this kind of stuff. Uh, but you can't. I mean, you could, it's just, you can't, it still existed. It was still there, but you could somewhat ignore it and then, <laughs> what are out. you saying right now, I don't Justin? Know. <laughs> I'm rambling. You want to back up a little bit? You threw me off because you were like doing this thing. I was thinking head. about things. And, I was, yeah, yeah. You were like, and so I was like, oh, is it like, I'm, well, anyway, so, I'm just saying, uh, on, you can't, just, here's what I'm up. saying. You can't ignore it. Boom. There we go. Move on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I, I was going to say, I mean, the 80s and 90s were the, were the moral uh, majority yeah. culture war. So I really actually the, think that um, you couldn't ignore it. And in fact, I just think that... Um, Christian conservatives were more of the majority. They were called the moral majority. Mm -hmm. So I think that now as a believer, you certainly don't feel that way uh, anymore. And when you have a company as powerful and influential as Disney right. saying the things that they're saying, um, you have to take notice. I mean, when a ship that big moves, right. you know, it affects, it, it affects all the other boats in the harbor, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so let's clarify some of the things they are saying. So they mm -hmm. are saying, well, let me first say, I have a Disney t-shirt Yeah, on. you are wearing so, a Disney this shirt. This is from when I ran a marathon eight years ago, Woo! so I don't look like I run marathons because I don't. Um, I did <laughs> but then. But you did, um, and you got the shirt to prove and it. And I got the shirt to prove it, and it was a great, great time. And we love Disney. Um, Disney World, I think it's magical. I remember we took our kids when we, they were younger. Uh, we had hopes or have hopes to go again. Um, I like ESPN, you know. So, so and certainly, like, I, I've never, I didn't grow up. Like, I kind of thought it was stupid that Baptists were boycotting Disney. Um, I don't like boycotts, period, you know, in right. general. Um, so so I, I say all that to say, like, this is coming from a place of I don't want there to be this animosity and this division and and all this stuff tied to Disney. Mm -hmm. But but they have come out and basically said, hey, um, we're going to put, you know, 
we're going to make sure that 50% of our uh, content has uh, minorities and um, specifically heavily on the LGBTQ plus um, Because now that is, that is included in minority. So it right. used to be when we talked about minority, uh, it was like talking about race. You know, race. Yeah. And now it's been included in their yeah. sexual identity, gender, yeah. all those things. Yeah. And, and in addition to that, so not only are they saying, hey, we're going to make this uh, in your face, and, and basically that is what they're saying. Um, they're also saying, hey, children uh, should be uh, being taught uh, to choose their gender and, mm -hmm. and, and more about all these different, uh, sexual preferences. So that's kind of what is being said from Disney. And then you have, you know, the, the bill, which is saying, Hey, let's, let's leave those talks, uh, out of up to nine years old. Right. Third Kindergarten grade. through third grade. Yeah. Yeah. Third yes. grade. So kind of what do we think about all that? And I think there's a lot to say. That's why we're taking two yes, episodes to say it. That is why it's taking two episodes. So where do you want to start? Where do we want to start? Well, why are we talking about this? You alluded to that. And I think it's also important to know, like, there's some threads, there's some streams going on uh, in our own minds as we talk to this, right. about this, like individually uh, in our minds, but also collectively in our minds. It's important as we talk about this to, to address these and realize yeah. how we are being influenced and I was thinking there's really like three and there, maybe there's more, but in my simple planning, there's like, there's three streams, uh, uh, two that are definite. And as a Christian, uh, a third that should be definite, but oftentimes is left out. Uh, the first is this, our own thoughts. We all have our own thoughts about this. Uh, the second is culture and media. Like we have those influences. And then the third that should be a factor in this is Christianity, like for the Bible and the Bible's teachings. So we had these three streams and all, Ultimately, the authority, as we appeal to, is is Scripture and what the Bible teaches mm -hmm, us. Mm -hmm. But it's important to realize, I think, our own thoughts. Like this whole where we are now isn't really new. Yeah, that right. this has been a, a theme in in entertainment. You know, specifically when you talk about Disney, this has been a theme of Disney and the movies and the the songs and it's be true to yourself. You know, this self discovery, be your own yeah. boss. You yeah. deserve happily ever yeah. after. Follow your heart, and your dreams will come true. This is really. I think where we are is really just the next step in that progression. You know, really just you, you can now determine what everything you want to be, including uh, your gender. I think um, we need to recognize those, those things are going on. And the Bible talks about our hearts, our own thoughts are, we cannot trust them all the time. Our own hearts are deceitful uh, and they will lead us astray. The second is that culture and media will tell us one thing. And I think this Specifically, this issue is played out in how people refer to this legislation as it was dubbed by the media as the don't get, say gay bill. Um, and I was listening to several people talk about it and they were talking and these were people who were kind of, you know, I would say neutral ish in the in the conversation saying how really that is a misleading name because it's not fully saying that really. Uh, and then uh, so we have to recognize that there is an agenda on both sides of whatever side of the spectrum you land in this, there is an agenda to pull you one way or the other. And I think specifically um, with media, uh, we have to recognize that uh, they're trying to pull us and they're trying to get us one way. And I think it's important to recognize, I was reading um, some statistics, stati that's hard to say, statistics uh, by uh, a public opinion strategy. They did a survey basically saying, if you take the title 
uh, don't gay say, don't say, I can't even say the title right. <laughs> don't say gay away. And just look at what's in the bill that an overwhelming 67% uh, affirm everything that's a, a part of it. And that's, this is across uh, party lines. This is across race. This is across gender. Um, and so you think like, the language, actually, the overwhelming majority of people are in favor of it. Uh, so how it's being played as in the in the media is this is this anti-human, really, mm-hmm. this anti-human legislation that's setting us back multiple mm-hmm. years in the agenda for human rights. So it's important to recognize that. And then third, uh, we will be talking about what the Bible does say about this. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit more ne- at the end of this week, but then in implications of that next week. So number one, you said, is what we think. Mm-hmm. And we have to realize that's informed by somewhere. Yep. Number two, culture, that's informed by something. Exactly. And number three, the Bible, that's informed by something. One of those is definitely informed by God. Right. So as the Christian, <laughs> exactly. there needs to be this continual recognition that m- what's in my heart is not necessarily informed by God. Uh, I hope it is. And I, and that's why I need to be in the Word. Be transformed. Culture is almost it, always, if, if it is informed by God, not directly. And then number three, the word, which is by God. So we need to be people of the word. And I think I think for the average person, the challenge is when number one and number two conflict, we're usually okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and culture has to appeal to number one to get us to change our mind. Um, but when we recognize that number one and number three are not in line, uh, we do have to do so. We do have to deal with it. And I, and I think you're hitting on a great point that the bigger picture here is that we live in a culture. And we are people who have unprecedented freedom, unprecedented wealth to pursue our dreams. Mm -hmm. And um, we have really bought into uh, within Christianity that that is what our life is about, is about pursuing our materialistic, individualistic, earthly dreams. And um, our church, that would be the bigger problem in our church is how very little commitment there is from the average church member because of the fact that they're really not saying, hey, number three is the most important. Number one is the most important. And so it's hard then to, uh, as believers, really stand up to or stand up against or um, you know, be persuading about a cultural issue that rises up when you're not consistent uh, in being people who are informed by the Word of God. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think what one of the things you're saying, it, it just strikes me like before we go farther in this conversation, like we've got to examine our own hearts. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's what you're saying. It's like, we've got to say like, you know, and Jesus actually teaches this, you know, examine the log in your eye before the speck in someone else's. Right. Like where in my own life have I been conformed, as Paul says, conformed to the patterns of this world? Where, right. begin with me before I start, you know, the conversation about everything else. Yeah. Well, and you know, I was kind of joking around with you before we got talking, but like, imagine that there was a group who said, hey, we want you to give us a lot of money. So you're probably not going to be able to give as much money to the church to be a part of what we're doing. And uh, we we really want you not to go to that church that much because we have stuff we want you to do. And uh, we want you to kind of conform to our image. And um, we want you to promote what we're doing. And that's travel sports. <laughs> you went there. And so... And I don't, I, you know, it used to make me mad and now it's just making me more and more sad. Like the number of Christian families who have just deprioritized what God says should be important 
Because for whatever reason, there is something in their hearts that wants their children to be a part of whatever travel it is, not just sports. I just pick on sports because it's the predominant one. And that really is what it is. And I think because it's conservative, uh, it doesn't value. Yeah. Like it's not, we just affirm each other in that more in a, in a, in a place where we have some affluence and freedom of money. Um, but, uh, it is definitely deroded the American family in many mm-hmm. ways. Um, and it eroded the American family. I don't know if deroded. I was about to word, say, I, I, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go with it. <laughs> anyway. sound Yeah. So, so I think like my point in saying that is like, so then we're like, but Disney does these things yeah. with our children. I'm like, but you don't consistently yes. really value. It's yeah. To me, it's like, it's like, that's an easy target because then, which we're going to get there. Yeah. yeah like, that's, so you know. It's an easier target. Cause like I can like join in what I know. I know this is yeah. wrong and I can join in that, but I'm going to say secretly, but I can harbor this other thing that right. is like, a quote, I, I was, there's a title, like, respectable sin. Right. There's a book called that. Like, it, it, this is a respectable, like, it It seems fine because right. uh, because Christianity places high value on family. And yeah. so I'm placing high value on my family by doing all this stuff. But are you really, right. are, are you the right way? Right, you know, that's exactly. The question. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and we have to be aware that as people, we are constantly looking for a group to put down so that we then feel satisfied that we are moral and we are just and we are good because it is undeniable, but that there is something about us when we can say, I compare well to these other people, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm good. And so, and, and a lot of people would say, and again, I'm not calling the Disney stuff good and we're going to talk about that, but I, I just think we have to be aware that it, it is very easy to say, okay, that's bad. Okay. Yep. And then not not internally look at, am I even actually, when you go me, culture, Bible, am I even really being driven by the Bible? And, and to me, the, the, the best answer to all of this going on in our culture is people who are really saying, God, what do you want for my life? And what do you want for our family? And not um, taking our cues from different subcultures even about mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, it's, uh, as you said that, it just made me think of like the story in the gospels where the Pharisee's praying and he's like, thank you, God, that I'm right. not like this other sinner. Yeah. It's like, well, you are. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and, and, and for us, it could even be as church staff, like we could even fall in the trap. Well, well, we're not the travel ball families. Like we're not the, you know, yeah, whatever it absolutely. might be. And start judging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, I, I'm picking on one. And, but we and, can have our own things. And, and not not being funny either, too. There's people who are like, well, we're not into that sports thing, but we're over here, you know, or um, and, and 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 there's people who put too much time in a church and neglect things like mm-hmm. because, again, we're not that really saying what does God want? Yes. And, and ultimately, we have to come to that place of what does God want? So then as a Christian, when we look at Disney, when mm-hmm. we look at um, what they're doing, it's just clear that, hey, this isn't consistent with God's word. Mm-hmm. And so we don't affirm these things. Right. But the tension becomes we're not talking about the church and what they affirm. We're talking about how to interact with and what do we think about culture mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to these things. So we're talking about, yeah, exactly. So I think we have to understand too, like what do, we have to be super clear on. Well, what does the Bible say so that we're 
we're set. We know uh, where we're walking. We know what's going on. But then how do you, how do you interact with a world that is not yeah. just uh, different than what the Bible teaches, but is often antagonistic to it? Yeah. And I think it comes back to what great. you're alluding, alluding to. It's like we have to be so confident in our identity right. uh, and who who God is and who we are in his, because then it's like, when we're settled in that, like we don't, that that's ultimately is what is freeing to have these conversations uh, where like we can say, Hey, I, I disagree about this, but we can still do that in love because I don't need to put you down for believing that to make myself feel better. I think that's, that's a a launching pad for that. So let's talk really quickly. Quickly, um, I mean, what does the Bible teach about this? You know, and I think you know it's the easier target is what does the Bible teach about marriage, sexuality, yeah. and gender. Yeah. But the bigger, the bigger, broader is like what does God, right. what does the Bible teach about our lives in submission to the yeah. Lord? Right. And that's where I think where and you said this a little earlier. That's where like God, we're, we're missing the point mm-hmm. in many ways. It's because we're like a little bit of this is okay as long as I don't affirm that or I don't believe mm-hmm. that. I I can still mm-hmm. quote unquote get away with all this mm-hmm. other. Yeah, no, no, that's that's a great point. And you know, the, the Christian should be defined by the picture of the gospel and marriage and and the equipping, you know, of our children to see who Christ is. And 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 so that's really what's happening and and, and really that's what uh is our biggest apologetic is is our um is our modeling of what Christ has called us to live. Uh you know, because so much of this comes back to um you know, an attack on the nuclear family. Uh, Al Mohler actually talked about this a little bit on the briefing, briefing the other day. Uh, but I think that, you know, if the church were really providing family who for, for people who didn't fit, because with so much emphasis on the nuclear family, and we even experienced this in the church, you know, and when I say nuclear family, I mean a husband and wife living together. They have two, you know, two kids and a dog and mm-hmm. um, they live in the suburbs and, and their kids go to college, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like so many people don't fit that. And when they're not brought into the family, like, then they're starting to say, well, why does family have to be defined that way? Right? Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. family is God's family. Right. And, and I do think, again, so many people would say my pri- primary family is my earthly family. And it's like, well, that's that's my that's my proximity. Um, and so they should be a priority, but ultimately like our identity is in the earthly family. I mean, the heavenly family. Uh, so, so <laughs> yeah. that should be driving us. So, so, so I think that, you know, as the church, we say, how do we then include as many people in our family? You know, that inclusive language is good word when it comes to submission to God. Right. And and why should culture lead the way in inclusivity? Right. You know, and that's what we, as the church, it's like we should be welcoming. Now, that doesn't mean affirming everything, but right, we yeah. should be welcoming. Uh, and and I think that's a key point. What you said is like, we prioritize the nuclear family above like a faith family right to a to a fall i mean well, right. to a sinful like level where absolutely like you know yeah. so that's why often i think why singles right people who Great aren't married point. feel yeah. excluded in church yeah. you know that's a, that's a are we bringing them into our right. family like are right. we opening our lives to them just like we would the couple and the with two kids who moves in next to us like are we are we really modeling uh and it, part of it's just because our culture is uh, somewhat different you know like in in when in the Bible, you know, in the New Testament, like people were being called out of uh, and, and leaving family to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. oftentimes mm-hmm. to like 
into, you know, into their exile from their family. And so they really, these were new family relationships they Mm -hmm. formed in a faith family Mm -hmm. because they had nowhere else to turn. Yeah. And so to be clear, I'm not saying that we we're saying it's okay to have sexual immorality and be a part of the faith family because the word says actually expel the immoral brother. I'm saying people who don't fit that mold, who, who come from trauma, who come from divorce, who come from death in the family, who, who maybe for whatever reason struggle with, um, what the typical definition of masculinity and femininity is like, and so they don't have family. Are are we, are we including them as people in the child of God, in the kingdom of God? Because when Paul says, you know, there's neither male nor female, uh, nor Greek, nor Jew, his point is like, our identity is all in Christ. Um, and, and so we're all equal because of that. And so, so I just think that we've gotten this wrong, but, but, but again, mm-hmm. very clear teaching on, what marriage is, what sexuality is, God created the male and female. But but here here again, and I guess maybe I'm transitioning, is the problem. The, the culture isn't taking their cues from God's word. Mm-mm. And I think that we too often, when you said earlier that this wasn't, that we could ignore this 40 years ago, I think that um, America viewed itself more as, American Christians, as as Israel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As like, like we, we are, are the Israel. Christian nation and we're yeah, in power, right. so... And they were wrong, yeah. first of all, and they're definitely wrong now. Mm-hmm. And the New Testament speaks to a people who are aliens yeah. in a foreign land. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is how we should view ourselves more as people in exile in Babylon mm-hmm. than we are God's chosen nation. Yeah, I agree. I think I was just saying that. I think, you know, one a phrase that gets used a lot, especially in conversations about this, is like, we just have to do better. We have to do better. Like talking about, we just can, we're better. And like, but actually Paul was kind of like the first person. <laughs> you read like the, the letters to the church. He's like, you flee this stuff. Like, remember who you are. Like you're, you're more than this. And I right. think, you know, he, he's exhorting them to this. And, you know, because they are, they have been so, they're, they're being pulled out of, you know, a culture that has affirmed many of the things and they continue practicing some of the things. You know, in our reading plan, we're reading through the uh, first, second Thessalonians and first and second Corinthians. And he's addressing issues where Christians are going back to the ways that they were before they were Christ's right, followers. Yeah. Mm, and good. he's basically saying, remember, you were bought with a price. Mm. Uh, you were bought with a price. And so remember that you are in you quote unquote exile. And I think that's yeah. where we have um, in, in, in the United States, uh, you know, we have as a church have had, uh, is, is it to call it a luxury? Is that the right way to say it? But we've had the luxury of, you know, being quote unquote, this Christian nation. I'm using air quotes because right. there's, there's been a lot of freedom afforded to the church mm-hmm. in America. That's a great way of saying because, it. Because yeah. uh, it, it's not afforded the church Mm-hmm. In other countries across mm-hmm. the world, because mm-hmm. of you know, political systems, governments, regimes, etc., and because of that, there has been this false security, and really, I would say a um, a false, a really a syncretism of the American values, and assuming that American values are synonymous with Christian values, and that the end goal is this, like, well, let's just. Yeah. Get, get along. And there is there is hostility between the cross right. and culture. That's good. Uh, and what we're called to do, and this is, this is where I think maybe we are feeling the tension, is like we, what does it look like to follow Jesus in a world and a culture that 
doesn't isn't isn't just ambivalent towards Jesus, mm-hmm. but is increasingly hostile. Yeah, uh, and I think that's where people are in this tension. Just like I want to love people well, I but bef- I want to honor Jesus. Um, how do I do this as an exile? Uh, yeah, that's that's where we're wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, and and so then we we're saying, how do we live on mission? You know, in, mm-hmm. in this place. You know, but yeah, we still are. Our opinion is valuable and, you know, our voice matters in culture and we're not to be quiet uh, in a society where we are told our vote matters. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we're not under a king where we're just told like, hey, deal with it. And, you know, so I I think I think it's tense there. I think that's really um, that's where the tension lies. So, you know, I get I guess beginning to kind of hone in on the the issue here at hand um you know so so i'll say this uh and you know i might get some slack for this but i'm gonna do my best unpack it (laughs) i'm not like super passionate about uh the issue of legal or illegal gay marriage and here's what why i say that because marriage actually belongs to God and yeah. the state. Mm-hmm. So as a pastor uh, in our church, I would never um, marry someone who weren't two believers. I actually had to have a conversation with someone about that recently, you right. know, that asking for premarital counseling of different faiths. And I was like, well, my counsel was don't get married. I, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't say it that I hope I didn't say that. Uh, bluntly, but yeah, yeah um, said it pastorally. Yeah, sure. yeah. I hope. I hope uh, it wasn't buggy. It's funny because a lot of times we like you're telling each other like what we said, and we're like, "Well, I didn't actually say it that way." <laughs> yeah, no, but we, we're trying we to be short, like, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, when it comes to like, hey, two people are like receiving tax benefits for being together, like in civil unions, like that's a government thing, and like, you know. I just am not that passionate about it. I mean, I, if I have a vote, I'm going to vote that it's not legal because you're asking me, should two people right. be rewarded for living together? You know, mm-hmm. n- no. That's what you're saying, yeah. But I'm not like, you know, again, that's government. But when it comes to children and what we're teaching our children and instructing children like yes it's informed from the scripture but i think it's some, i think my viewpoint on that is something that even a non-christian would understand and that there is just harm harm in how much we try to drive things into children because they are impressionable and if you don't think and they know this. That's yeah. why they're trying to change yes, curriculum. Exactly, yeah. And both sides are trying right. to change mm-hmm. curriculum. They know that it influences children. Disney knows that they will change in you know a small yeah. degree the landscape of America by um, changing their morality that they're teaching, which Disney has had morals for all mm-hmm. their time. Right. I agree with you. I think, you know, there's a greater appeal there, you know, to the authority of scripture and what you're talking about in in marriage and in this agenda. It really, I think they are smart enough to know. I mean, the leader, they're smart enough to know that it's not really up to legislation to affirm whether something's right or wrong. Right. But if they can shift cultural opinion into what's right. acceptable, I mean, that's that's often. So um, a lot of our laws are are written because um, they're informed by black and white principles. Like this is morally wrong. This is morally right, which yeah. ultimately p- 
points to the fact that there's something outside of us that determines morality. That's a different discussion. Right. But they also know like a lot of things are uh, are pushed into legislation based on where mm-hmm. the public is in yeah, opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if they can, uh, they, and this isn't just Disney, this is well, really anybody who can, can sway culture and they know that this isn't um, a, a tidal wave necessarily. This is a, it, it. It takes the the creep, and I think where we are now, maybe it feels like a tidal wave, and it feels like a tidal wave because we did ignore it for a long time. Yeah, but there yeah. is it is it has been a slow uh, creep, and we in, in many cases have allowed that to happen. Right, uh, and I think you know, like it's 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 yeah. I don't know what else to say. No, I yeah, I mean, so you. Disney is not some arbitrary, impersonal force. Mm. It's people. Yeah. That's you know, true. Google, Apple, They're- churches, there's people. Mm-hmm. And so when you think this corporation is doing this, it's people who are mm-hmm. doing it. And uh, undeniably, you know, I think that, Cert, that that people who lean towards a morality that says uh, we need to change how the nuclear family is viewed and we need to ensure that uh, LGBTQ plus people feel uh, like they are normal, um, you know, and and we've got to we've got to do everything we can to get that there because and I'm not and, and they're convinced of that and I, again I'm just trying to speak neutrally, um, they're behind this. And, and they want to see this happen. Um, and, you know, for us to think that that isn't a reality and to think that that isn't happening in schools, schools right. are neutral. There's people like mm-hmm. we just are. If you, if you think, what does it matter? Like what Disney says or what schools say, it, it, you're yep. just fooled. You're deceived. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You and your Comfort in America are just completely deceived mm-hmm. because indeed morals are not neutral. I, I love that Tim Keller, how he articulates something. He says, even the idea that morals should be private has to be a public view on morality right. that is expressed mm-hmm. to even ever be said. Right. So th- it is a, it is a lie it is a deception to believe that everybody that morals are neutral and that we aren't always shifting in some direction and that um, we shouldn't be aware of this. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a limit because of God's creation and his design and how far it can go. Uh, but certainly in America, we are pushing that limit and mm-hmm. and people are going to continue to push that limit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we're kind of we're wrapping up where we're going to be able to fit into one episode. So uh, if you have more questions than answers at the end of this one, stay tuned for next week because we're going to be diving into some of the practical implications of this and how we have these conversations and what do we do. Um, but really, I think what it comes down to, like, is that we tend to view what you just said, like Disney, as this like this is an organization, so they're neutral and they're not. And, you know, any organization and even as a church, like we're not neutral, like we have an agenda. And as a church, as Christians, our agenda is to see the name of Jesus Christ lifted 
up, that his name would be known, that people would trust in him as savior and know him for all of eternity. But how that happens has been affected by our personalities, our leanings, you know, no doubt. Exactly. And so I guess bottom line is uh, for for today is is this, be aware of how the agenda has like infected you, like the agendas, I should say, like how how we are influenced. I think that's, that's step one in this is just take a step back and realize how we are influenced uh, and and really let scripture be the standard through which we analyze this. Yeah. But how have we been um, maybe even lulled into a sleep about some things right. or caught, um, not, not caught off guard, but lulled to letting our guard down. Mm. Uh, and next week we're going to talk about what mm. does it mean to be vigilant? Mm. Uh, and there's, there's reactions. We can, we can swing one way and overreact or, you know, and we can swing the other way and underreact. And we're going to talk about some of those things, mm-hmm. but really I would just say at the end of this episode, how have you like asked this question? Look, like look at things and examine how have you been influenced by your own opinions, your own thoughts? How have you been mm-hmm. influenced? Maybe you don't even realize. Maybe I, I'm sure we don't even realize mm-hmm. like the ways we've been influenced by other people, organizations, culture, media, mm-hmm. all those things. Uh, how have you been influenced by outside of agen- outside agendas? And are we really being ultimately influenced by what the Bible teaches us and what uh, the faith, uh, what what Christianity compels us to? My closing thought is this. Ooh, closing Jiminy, thought. Jiminy Cricket says, when you wish upon... No, he says, let your conscience be your guide. Mm, yep. And Andy Ooh. Stanley very well articulated this. A conscience has to be informed. Yep. And so Disney sends the message, let your conscience be your guide. And Disney then says, let's inform that conscience. Mm, yeah. And that is a reality not just that Disney's helping us see, but we all need to be aware of. Yep. Because a dream is a wish your heart makes <laughs> when you're fast asleep. And it's a and small world you after lose all. lose your heartache. Whatever that, you wish for, you'll keep. Is that, is that no more of the song? Did you sing that on Broadway? Dreaming, if you keep on believing, the dream that you wish will come wow. true. That's it. Ironically, my church youth choir did a Disney oh musical oh on a mission trip. We have a title, When Dreams Come True. <laughs> when Dreams Come part True. One, There's a title. True, yeah. All right. Hey, so thanks for joining us title. for part That's a good one. Title. That is a great title. Their dream, hey, yeah. we're going to post name this yeah, when dreams come true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, hey, listen in, tune in next week when we dive into a little bit more, uh, probably getting a little bit more boggy. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.